This is episode number 529 of the Health Fitness Podcast by Inner Fight, brought to you in association with Smith Street Paleo. Be sure to hop over to smithstreetpaleo.com, check out all the yummy paleo food over there, meals delivered to your house, goodies delivered right to you. You need to go and check it all out right now, smithstreetpaleo.com. Welcome back to another edition of the show, folks. This is episode number 529, and this is the start of our third series. We're talking all about indoor training in the hot months over the next four weeks. We've got an awesome lineup. We're going to start and kick it off today and talk about why we suffer in the heat. We're then going to move into different ways of training indoors, bringing your running indoors, bringing your cycling indoors, and what you all want to hear about. We're going to leave right until the last week to the fourth episode where we're going to talk all about food. This is indoor training in the hot months. This is another episode series from us. There are four parts. Here we go with number one. Who else to get with me for this? It affects a lot of the endurance people. Tom Walker, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Mate, I think last time we, you were on the show, you were asking me the questions. Today, we're going to try and hash this together. Well, not hash it. We're going to do a very good job of it, we mate. Are, yeah, yeah. But obviously, with the temperatures heating up, we're finding, obviously, not only just the people that have to run a few laps around the gym complaining and suffering, but endurance athletes are hit quite solidly with the heat. So, mate, I think the first question is the title of this show, Why Do We Suffer in the Heat? <laughs> What's your thoughts, mate? There's two main reasons for this. One is a lot to do with the mind and how we perceive the heat, and right. the other is actual mechanisms that cause the body to actually slow itself down and and stop itself from getting into trouble. Right. So the first one, which is probably the one which people can get their head around the most, actually will make the biggest difference. And that is how they perceive the heat. And what we mean by that is how they deal with it mentally. So I think probably two weeks ago, we saw a big temperature rise. Yeah. And suddenly all feedback on training runs bikes etc <laughs> just like flooded in it was like oh my god i've got no legs today yeah i feel like i feel awful today i'm not recovering and it was like almost coincided perfectly with the day that here the temperature just stepped up a notch and suddenly it was 32 35 yeah like, regularly yeah and it, oh well i know you saw it with your clients so yeah mate that's, <laughs> that's when it, it's quite funny because that's when training peaks somehow becomes like a, a weather forecasting platform, a weather <laughs> reporting platform, and you know, oh, it was so hot today. And I remember writing for, uh, writing for my clients some nice feedback, and I'm like, yeah, this is not a place where we share the weather. I'm quite aware that it was 32, 35 degrees today. Literally overnight, mate, it did shoot up. And I think that's, that's the, the, the thing as well. Our perception of the heat and what it's going to do to us literally changes overnight when, when we know that the weather is a little bit niggly. Exactly. And this is a place where we can use little tricks and tips for people, which we'll talk more about in the last episode. But the, when people look at like cooling collars, cooling vests, yeah. um, ingesting like ice slurries, Mate, you in Sri Lanka was thinking of the hottest place you'd ever been yeah. and, and knowing that you could deal with that because you dealt with it then. I actually go the other way and think of the coldest I've ever been and really? that's how you can deal with it as well. That's so hilarious because when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm in the hot, mate, all I'm thinking about is like it could have been somewhere hotter because if you if you start thinking about like a cold shower or, or an ice bucket or something like that, do you not sort of start to want to crave it? 
Like, you want it? <laughs> no, I get the feeling back of how I felt when, I'm, when I've been at my coldest. So right. I'm actually on a, on a ski lift in, uh, in Whistler in minus 20 <laughs> degrees when I just could not... Naked or...? <laughs> no, it's fully... fully <laughs> <laughs> it could be an option. <laughs> and your body associates back to that time that you were that cold and yeah. just helps calm you and, and feel like you're not as hot even though, even though you are. Is there science behind this? There's a bit of science out there, mate. Really? Yeah, certainly as well as showing people a different temperature number yeah and then saying how do you feel and they say oh not as hot as i was in the previous time i was in here and actually the temperature was exactly the same it's just the numbers different i guess we're going down the route of similar like when we give the different tests that i think we've spoken about before on the show where people have been given painkillers or performance enhancing tablets and then someone else has just been given piece of sugar sugar pills. sugar pills and the guys that have sugar pills also experience we're talking about it with ramsey ross in in a previous show yes and he he was telling us all about he did a lot of study into epo and he found out that yeah a lot of people the the, the increase in performance with the guys for sugar was not as much as the guys that had a drug but there was definitely an increase so we're sort of almost tricking tricking the brain into or or in this case, if we know it's 50 degrees and we only we only get told it's 45, we might react a lot differently. Yeah, it's the placebo effect. Yeah. It's real. Definitely yeah, real. it is. The other one we get to is the actual mechanisms of why we get hot and overheat and our performance suffers. And that comes down to essentially the body prioritizing uh, heat dissipation yeah. over performance. So you need to get more blood out to your skin so right. um, to get to help the, to the skin cool down. So blood gets pushed out to the peripheries a little yeah. bit more, which is why you sometimes see to become more vascular yeah. in the heat. And then obviously you, you sweat, and but all this is a, is a cost of the muscles that are wanting to work. Right. So the, the muscles that are actually helping with the performance, isn't, they're not getting as much blood pumped to them. So they're yeah. not getting as much oxygen. They're not, not getting as many uh, vitamins and minerals going there to help them continue with the contractions. Yeah. And so naturally you see that uh, performance will decrease, but the body can't stop itself from doing that. It's, right. it's a, an inbuilt mechanism exactly, to yeah. stop you overheating and, yeah. and dying. Yeah. So actually for people who, who want to improve performance, this is where they need to go through some heat adaptation. Yeah. To then become not only perceptually more comfortable in the heat, but actually let their body adapt. Yeah. In the mechanical way as well. What do what how much of it do you think is adaptation, mate? And when when like in your personal opinion, and use any geekery you want, but in your personal opinion, how much how much can we adapt? And then is there a point where it goes beyond? Because we're talking about like in Sri Lanka, I, I was super hot. You know, and, and when I've been out in, in 50, 55 degree heat, like it is really hot. So it's my personal belief that that level of ad- adaptation helps us to a certain extent. But when it, when it gets to 50, 55 degrees, like we're, like you said, the body is a natural defense system of the body to like stop us from doing something when we're heat overheating too much. Yeah. They show a lot in the adaptation. There's a lot of studies out there that show people who go into hot conditions adapted and people who go in non-adapted and right. they compare it to time trial performances usually in in like normal temperatures which is around 10 anywhere up to like 20 degrees right and there's seems to be around a five to 10 percent sometimes up to 15 percent difference for the people who are, who are adapted right but again that's hard to know whether that is more in the in your mind in or your whether mind, it's yeah. more in, in the mechanism type of thing yeah from 
my own experience, I went through, um, I've been through a few heat adaptation studies, right. like taking part in some. Right. And once you get to the point of being so hot, you feel like you're going to pass out. And yeah. one occasion I have. And yeah. Once you hit that, it's almost like, okay, I know where the line is. And now I can push up to that line right. every time. I think if you don't go there, you've yeah. always got this like, uh-oh, how hot can I really get? <laughs> and at so the end of the day, you just shut down. Like, So for people that want to train in the heat here in Dubai in summer, we really recommend that you buy a sauna yeah. for the year round and you train a lot. You put a treadmill in it and you put... And people actually, people do or have done things like this especially to to yeah. prepare for things like desert marathons on the flip side as well uh, one of my friends that went to the arctic to run a marathon he managed to get a big a big chilling warehouse and they let him put a treadmill in one of the in one of the freezers so he could practice yeah. running in that works both ways yeah it, it, it definitely works both ways so i'm not sure everyone should should get a sauna but i think knowing that knowing that limit is quite important as well mate isn't it yeah and you actually knowing at what point you are really going to be in trouble. So you, you actually start to feel cold before yes. you um, like black out. Yeah. So you start to sh like feel like you're shivering. Shivering. And you're like, okay, this is now weird. Yeah. And then you think, oh, okay, actually, I'm not that hot. And then next <laughs> thing you, you're woken up. So this actually <laughs> happened a few times when we were in Sri Lanka. So people would be sat around at the end of the race or something, and they're like, oh, I've got goosebumps. <laughs> And yeah, I was just sitting watching for them to fall over because it's one of the precursors to to a complete blackout when the, the heat's over and it was still really hot. But they're in they're in a tiny bit of shade and they think it's because it's in the shade that they're they're now getting cold. Yeah. But it's still you know it was thirty eight forty degrees and they're like oh I, I'm I'm starting to get goosebumps and I was like oh my god you're gonna pass out any it's minute now. Almost the last line of defense. Yeah. For the body to say stop. Yeah. Yeah. But you ignore it well enough you'll uh, you'll go yeah exactly <laughs> so mate if, if we look at it like if, if we try and sort of bring this a little bit together and, and, and give people some advice here if we look at the title what, what we're actually trying to get over in this first episode yeah. why we suffer in the heat I mean the, the, everyone's gonna suffer yeah. because it is a human body defense mechanism yeah. That's ba that's basically basically what we're saying but also at the same time we need to be aware that we can do a lot and train in a lot of different ways to to be able to continue training as well. Exactly. I think it's no longer an excuse now with the technology you have indoors with, with training and the, the um, facilities available here in Dubai is yeah. you should be able to train all year round. We're going to speak a little bit more about that in episode two and three. We're going to talk about how to bring your running indoors and also how to bring your cycling indoors and what adjustments you should make there. But mate, Talking a little bit generally before before we sort of wrap up this episode and go into the other ones, what are we seeing happening to the heart rate at, for example, if someone goes out and let's take a runner because a lot of people are out running and a lot of people are now saying, oh, I've been working so hard on my running all season and now it's regressing in the heat. What do we see happen to the heart rate if someone's running at five minutes a K, they've been running comfortably for, let's say 140 beats, five minutes a K, they can do it for 5K. What do you expect to see happen when the temperatures jump up from, we've been seeing great, great winter this year, 30 degrees, we're now heading, heading up to the 40s. Yeah, um, number one thing you will see is 
uh, like a standing resting heart rate will be elevated right. already because you're already trying to cool yourself down. So even if you just walk outside now and you're standing in 38, 40 degrees, yeah. your resting heart rate will be higher than if you went out and stood in 20. Right. So that is already shifts every single part of the zones straight up. Right. Then as soon as you start running and you will start to sweat quicker, yeah. you will then start to need more, as we talked about at the beginning, um, skin blood flow to help keep to help cool you down. Yeah. Because that passes out through, so you're taking heat away from the skin into the air temperature around you. Right. So that's why more blood gets put out there to take more heat away. Yeah. When that happens, you will then elevate need or demand for more blood to go to the muscles that are working and right. to be running. Yeah. And so naturally you're going to see 5, 10, 15 beat shift in paces. So right. people who have been training we, we subscribe a lot of uh, Maffetone training yeah. or Zone 2 training. And, and like you said, could run comfortably five minutes per K at 140. Yeah. Five minutes per K now might be at 150. Right. And would you, Sorry to jump in there, mate. Yeah. Would you prefer to see that heart rate jump up to 150? Or do you want the pace to back off to say, let's stick at 140, no matter if it means dropping that pace down to a 530? I think it depends on the goal of the runner. But if you're in a fitness building phase, then you're just going to have to slow down. Like right. zone two is zone two for you. Yeah. That's your cardiac stress that was, is going to inhibit the, the things we want into, in order to improve aerobic conditioning. And jumping up to 150 is still a 150 heart rate. It's, yeah. it's not like it feels like 140. 150 is 150. <laughs> yeah. And so your whole recovery schedule will, will shift with it. Yeah. So, but if someone is planning on running a 5K in in 20 minutes, yeah. then you need the mechanical stress or yeah. the speed stress of running at, at four minutes per K. Right. So therefore, ignore heart rate. Yeah. You need to get in the reps running at the speed you're going to run the speed at. And you're just going to have to adjust the volume of training and which is basically going to reduce the exposure to those extreme temperatures. Exactly. Because there comes a point where that sort of graph, just the heart rate just can't keep climbing no. anymore no. <laughs> and you sort of just drop off, drop off the end of it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so that's some of the things, folks, why we suffer in the heat and sort of what you can maybe do mentally to try and adapt to it early on. But I think one of the, the main things and, and the key takeaway from, from this, the first episode in this series, is that you can still train through the heat. You just have to adapt your training slightly to it. You have to make some tweaks. You have to understand that you might have to back off the pace or you, your heart rate's just going to be a little bit higher in, in that time. As well, you probably can't get in the super long rides or runs. There's the days, especially if you're based here in Dubai, the days have gone of you being able to get out and, and ride for sort of five hours starting at 8 a.m. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I think they're past. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world and you are getting a little bit of increase in temperature, I think you're going to have a little bit of what we're talking about here, but it's mainly at those temperatures sort of 35 plus that we're getting this if if you're if you're in the uk and it's gone from 10 degrees to 20 degrees there's not really a problem with heat there <laughs> you're not really going to suffer too much in that type of heat yeah i wondered about this I actually looked up um some stats on it and i found one one study that showed even a difference from so 10 degrees yeah and 25 degrees which 25 sounds quite nice here now for us yeah some people like living in the uk that's summer yeah and 10 degrees, we'd probably find pretty cold, but that's a normal winter, sort of mid-winter temperature. Yeah. You, you can see around a 12% difference. Which is in quite, performance. It's, it's for real. Yeah, it's it not is. just 2 or 3%, is it? No, nah, but that's over a marathon distance. So yeah. it's actually the time, 
obviously body heat. So in 10 degrees after like 30 minutes, you'd expect to be sweating fairly, fairly good. Yeah. Like a fairly high amount. Yeah. But in 25, you're going to be sweating fairly quickly. Yeah. And then it's just that constant rise in body temperature you see. So anything above 25, it just means you got, you're having that, all those onset of, of fatigue inducing, um, like mechanisms the body puts in place to slow you down just come quicker so yeah. like you say you're still in the european summer gonna yeah. have to think about training yeah through the through the heat yeah but it's going to be slightly different to what to what we're talking about here yes that's, that's exactly. the main thing there we go that is a wrap for episode one that's why we suffer in the heat be sure to tune in to next week's show where we're going to talk all about bringing your running indoors when we've wrapped up with running we're going to talk about bringing your cycling indoors and the fourth episode in this series in three weeks time from now is going to be all about which some of you might favor eating and drinking for the heat to fuel your training that's been episode one Stand by for episode two in a week's time.